Hello! Welcome to the Christmas special! Episode 2, is it? Did we decide? Yeah. So we did one four months ago, <laughs> which will now be episode 3. We're very... And make very little sense, I imagine. <laughs> which is very good at doing a podcast. Shall we begin? No, we've already begun. I'm waiting for oh, the we're theme tune. sitting to... comfortably. Do you want to listen to some people speak? About some stuff I've seen on TV. Go on. We're going to talk about Tin Star. We're going to talk about The Haunting of Hill House. The Sinner. Big Mouth. Happy New Year, Colin Burstead. And. And then some Christmas recommendations that we have not necessarily watched, but we've read. No, we haven't. We definitely haven't because they're in the future currently. So I'm picking Tin Star. I've not really watched very many of them. Great. I've only watched one. But I liked it, so I'm going to recommend it. It's bold. It, yeah, it's a bold move. It's uh, got Tim Roth in it. It's on Channel 4. Currently it's actually on, on the telly on what? a Sunday night. Right. And on all four as well to catch up with it. Um, and it's got Joan from Mad Men. Um, with the curves. Christina Hendricks. Yes. And it's about a policeman who moves with his family to Canada. Right. So he's moving away from... It's a bit like Hot Fuzz, I guess. The plot the plot of Hot Fuzz. Moving away from a busy life in England. Right. To rural to Canada. To rural Canada, where he becomes a quiet, like, sheriff of a quiet town. A quiet sheriff. A quiet sheriff. Hello? We're ignoring the computer and it doesn't like it. Um, Tim Ross yeah, is it's the quite, sheriff, the quiet sheriff, isn't Yeah, it? it's the quiet sheriff. He's got a historic alcohol abuse pro- problem. Mm-hmm. Something mysterious going on in the family, you're not quite sure what it is. The On first impressions, the story seems quite simple because it's the story of like an, a big oil company want to um, open up or create some sort of... Yeah, I, I obviously wasn't paying attention that, that into that much detail. It's only been one some way. sort of oil-based business versus small town, and then deaths start to happen. I thought people loved the police in Canada. Yeah, until you got here, evidently. You may well have a personal opinion about our use of the road, but you're powerless to stop it. We say that, haven't we? Just get here, Chief. Quick. Just want to look around. You need a reason. Murder investigation. You seriously think an oil company killed him? Yeah. A Canadian oil company? Yeah, I do. Your only hope is to cooperate fully with Nord Stream Oil. The dialogue is just really good and realistic. Who's done it? Who's done the dialogue? Oh, I don't know. All right. While you were chatting, uh, (laughs) explaining the plot, I've just been reading about Tim Roth. Born in Dulwich. Yeah. His father was born in New York with the surname Smith. Common. But changed his surname to the German-slash-Jewish Roth in the 1940s, partly through solidarity with the victims of the Holocaust. What? Partly because the English were far from welcome in some of the countries to which his job took him. Little acknowledged racism against English people. We have to pretend to be Jewish. In the 40s. In order to avoid. (laughs) So So back to... um, Tin Star. Dialogue. Good dialogue. Great dialogue. Good landscapes. Great cinematography. 
Yeah. Maybe the story is a bit simplistic, but it might get more interesting. Because of the oil. Yeah. Oil, bad. Bit like Mountains, um, good. Bit like the Muppets. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Nope. Wonderful. Let's move on. Well, I am picking um, the... Is that the bottom bottom of the sheet? Haunting of Hill House. Very good. Which I've seen. Yes. All of. All of. I watched it very quickly, actually. Very quickly. Very quickly. Fast forward. (laughs) No. Through it. What what did we call that? Thumb on the fast forward. Tough. But it's not a tough tough recommendation. Watch it in real time. I found it really scary some of it yeah your mother she was not crazy neither was your sister neither is your brother neither are you it's that house you don't have to worry now sweetie I've also watched a YouTube video Okay. About things you might not have noticed. The ghosts in the there's something like forty ghosts in the background. Ghosts in the back of shot. Yeah. Which some of which you notice, some of which you you don't. You'll watch it and you won't see. It's slightly distracting because once you've you're aware that that's a thing, you find you're looking for them and not listening to what's happening. Yeah. Or watching what's happening in the foreground. Uh, but it's, it, I thought it was really good because it was it was very creepy. But it was the characters scary, were all really interesting good as well. Character. And sometimes you forgot that you were watching a horror. Yeah, and then there was a good, really jumpy bit. And then suddenly you'd be like, oh, f- <laughs> there's a ghost. Yeah. And it wasn't unrealistic that they stayed in the house either, because that's often a... If yeah. it's a straightforward horror, you think you'd just leave. But they had... They had proper reasons to stay. I also watched on this YouTube video that all the children represent the different stages of grief. Right. So <laughs> they all deal with it in different ways. Because if you haven't seen it, it sort of switches between the present when the kids are adults and the past when the kids are kids. And there's, <laughs> and there's five children five. living in the house with their parents. Yeah, because Steve's the one that represents denial. Right. Because he's constantly the sceptic. I think it's good to have a character that's a sceptic. Because it sort of tests the plot. If things were happening to you in your house, if it was that bad, you'd just leave. Yeah. But at the same time, you wouldn't just leave your house because it's your house. Because your house paid a lot of money for it. Right, faff, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House is a good program, and it's on Netflix. Here's a question: Binge or bite? Binge. Or bite. Binge. I, then maybe let it sink in more if you bite it. Yeah, I, maybe I bite. bit it. I yeah. bit it yeah. over a course of probably three weeks. <laughs> What's next? A long watch. The Sinner. That's what it is. So it's on Netflix, but it's also on BBC Four. BBC Four are doing that really helpful thing where they put it on like at random times in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. And they put like Sometimes three like episodes at two once. Two in a row, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's good, is it? I th- it's quite a page turner. When you say page turner, <laughs> I mean like you want to watch the next one. Yes. I spent quite a lot of the first episode shouting at the telly why haven't they got a psychiatrist in to mm. assess her because explain the plot so it's uh, it starts off with this family 
they go to the beach. Something's going on with her. She's not quite right. She's not happy. But she does something. Bad. Yeah. And everyone's saying she's just an ordinary, uh, middle-class, suburban woman. Suburban woman. <laughs> she's just your average suburban woman. Suburban. <laughs> but she's done this bad thing. Is it right that she's got no memory of it? Has she? No. No. That's not right. Did, I don't that's think. not right. I think she has got a memory of it. Okay. Where did you stab him? I stabbed in his neck. You had no interaction with him before today. I've never met him before in my life. Then why kill him? That's an impulse killing. It's emotional. Whatever you have to do now, I won't blame you. You know how the mind plays tricks? You see things that aren't there. What are you remembering? It looked like he recognized her. She attacks him in public. So you think she's lying? This doesn't make any sense. You don't know. It's one of those like. Um, no, I'm not saying you. I mean, the audience don't know. It's one of those yes. like unreliable narrator type things. You sort of seeing it from her perspective. Yeah. You don't know how much she's telling the truth the whole way through, and the detective doesn't think that it's as simple as explanation as the rest of the police. Mm. And he is the president of the United States of America. In Independence Day. And and the, other the one. dad in Casper. Mainly. And the dad in Casper. <laughs> uh, arguably the more famous <laughs> film of the two. Oh, my initial frustration with them not giving a proper psychiatric assessment went out the window when I realised that it wasn't as serious a programme as that really. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a lot of other silly things it's happen. It's quite silly, right. So you have to suspend Take it with a, a little pinch of salt. <laughs> Take it with a pepper of salt. Great. Well, I'm going to watch that. Don't know about you. Binge it. The listener. Oh, huh? Jim and Steve. Jim and Steve talking to you guys. <laughs> Easy watch. Easy watch. I'm trying to do more voices that you will allow me. No, I'm just going to gonna put them out and put the jingle on. Oh, so easy. Oh, so easy. Oh, so easy to watch. I want to recommend Big Mouth. Do it. It's a cartoon on Netflix. Yep. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's quite sexy as well for a cartoon. Sexy as in. in. <laughs> there is a. A There's a lot about sex. As a boy, Not it's as in all it's about sex. Appealing to no, you. it is. Some of it is, yeah. Okay, a bit of both. <laughs> it's about boys and girls going through puberty. Yes. Oh, it's just a program, a cartoon about puberty, basically. Yes. But they have a puberty monster. Yes. The puberty monster is what I find sexy. <laughs> because he's very manly and basically testosterone yeah. personified yeah. as a monster. Yeah. And that's sexy. <laughs> Hello? Oh. Uh, good evening. Are you the puberty fairy? The fuck did you just call me? The puberty fairy? I'm the hormone monster. I'm just here to give your friend a nocturnal emission. How come in all these videos, puberty for boys is like the miracle of ejaculation? Oh no, that's the most I've ever made. And for girls, we're just a yarn ball of aching tubes. Oh my god. It's Nick Kroll, isn't it? Oh no. Don't, do I like that guy? Don't I not like that guy? I don't know. Is that the guy from Love? Guy from No, no, no. Oh, okay. He's Oof. the guy from Big Mouth. He does a lot of um, voice acting, I think. Okay. For cartoons. There's one character. He wants to be a magician, and he has one particular pillow 
which has got eyes and a face and talks back to him. And he's cut a hole in it, which he has sex with. (laughs) And there's always, like, a gross wet patch around the hole. (laughs) It's really grim. And that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And there's a new series, Easy, easy peasy to watch. It's one I watched in the bath. Was that particularly sexy? (laughs) A lot of the puberty monster in that one. Um... Can I go for a wee and get a drink? I'd like to do that too. (laughs) And we're back. So, what's your Christmas film pick? Whoa. It's the film pick. It's the film pick. There'll be loads of Christmas well, films on over the Christmas, Christmas, Christmas films period. On. It's on Christmas Day. It's yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol. You've discovered that, have you? Muppet Christmas Carol is on on Christmas Day. Four o'clock. It's the best Christmas film of all of them. Apart from maybe Scrooged. No, I think... I, don't, I couldn't find that on. That's on Netflix. Is it? Mm, I watched it recently. So watch that as well. I say recently. Why would I have watched it outside <laughs> of the Christmas period? Um, Muppets Christmas Carol Muppets Christmas has Carol. definitely has the edge by a long way. It's Charles Dickens' classic tale, <laughs> as only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 light the lamp, not the rat, light the lamp, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jacob Marley. <laughs> It's a great film, and Paul Williams does the music. <gasps> Paul, of course, famous for Bugsy Malone. Did the music for Bugsy Malone. Uh, really? Yeah, Phantom of the Paradise. Have you seen Phantom of the Paradise? No. Done the music for that as well. He wrote Rainbow Connection, one of the few songs that just makes me cry. Oh, I like it. off the bat. No. Just straight off the bat. Is it the lyrics or the melody? It's the or? melody coupled with the image of Kermit on his own in the forest, in the rainforest, playing it on a banjo before oh. he's met the rest of the Muppets. Great song. It's one of my favourite songs of all time. <laughs> of all time. You can't take that back. And I don't plan to. Let's just move straight on then, plough on to... I want to recommend Happy New Year, Colin Burstead, which is technically a film. Yeah, but um, we're doing that as part of the... No, I've crossed Christmas, it out. Christmas TV. Why don't we... How about leading us on to yeah, what's on telly at Christmas? rather than <laughs> pigeonhole it. We don't need to pigeonhole it. This is a film to watch in between Christmas and New Year because it's about Goochmas. a New Year's Eve party. Sure. It's a Ben Wheatley film. Have you seen any Ben Wheatley films? Big fan of uh, Ben Wheatley and his <laughs> output. He's done Sightseers, he's done... I haven't uh, seen that one, actually. You've not seen Sightseers? No. What? And what else has he done? Free Fire. Is that what it's called? The yes, one with all the shooting. Right. Then there's that other one. There was the other one about the Civil War, which I really liked. With Reese Shearsmith. Mm. Forgot about that. What's that called? Don't matter. It's good. Happy New Year, Colin Bursted is a uh, family drama set over, shockingly set over a new year. When British, the British and alcohol are involved, there's always ups and downs. <laughs> I wanted to make something that was uh, close to my own experience, but I wanted to make something that was away from uh, genre and away from kind of people getting horribly beaten to death with hammers or blown up. So I went to see Colin Burst, Happy New Year, Colin Bursted, at the cinema, and there was a Q&A with Ben Wheatley afterwards. Mm. So the premise is a guy hires a mansion or a big house 
and invites all of his family to stay there for New Year's Eve and they do a big party and um, obviously they all start falling out with each other. So he described it as like all of the films that he's done so far have been loads of killing and war and fighting and he said that he was imagining the warfare but it was in like blows of arguments rather than physical attacks. So it's like a choreographed fight scene. But with Done with dialogue. Yeah. And he said that he liked to pick people who were involved with each other as well. So you got the chemistry of husbands and wives already there. Um, So the guy that plays Colin Burstead, he he and his wife are in it. Right. Um, And he also said that he, they did a shot on script and then another go without the script. So they just improvised the... Say that before. Which makes it really... Some of it's not scripted, some of it. And it just seems more natural, I think. But it's good, is it? It is really good. And it's it on is, uh, telly? Yeah. It's, yeah, so he said it's going to be on the BBC. Um, Sun- is it Sunday the 30th? Sunday the 30th! 10.30, quite late. Very late. 10.30 on BBC 2. What are we doing then? These uh, quick recommendations, yeah? What to watch over the Christmas period. doop doo 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 Probably do a new jingle there. Once a year jingle. Let's be honest. Probably just once. What's your watch over the Christmas period? What's your watch over the Christmas period? There's something is always to you over the Christmas period. We've basically gone through the Radio Times and highlighted some things that look of interest. So we've got the ABC Murders, John Malks, yep. Rupert Grint. Grinty. It's a, it's a, a Poirot, Poirot story. What have they done with the... Suchet. Is he not? Is he? Is I mean, he's Poirot, isn't he? I don't know what he's... I'm not sure that I could cope with a different Poirot, but... Um, Yeah, and quite a different one as well. Yes. Malkin. Taller. Very much taller. But, you know, you get what you get with Poirot. I guess it'll be very BBC. It'll be mysterious. Anyway, uh, that's on. Boxing Day, 9 o'clock on BBC One. Yeah. Les Miserables. Another BBC. They're going to do... Les Miserables, but uh, <laughs> without the music. What's the point? I, again, I don't think I'm going to be able to cope with that. On Sunday the 30th at 9pm on BBC One. Nice. It's got <laughs> Dominic West and Olivia <laughs> Coleman in, so it might be alright. But that song... It's about the French Revolution. No, it's not about the French Revolution. It's about like a smaller Parisian uprising. Is it? Yeah, after the French Revolution. Alright. Mm. Is it a series? Don't know. Is it the start of a series? Don't know. Just a one-off? We don't, I don't know. know. Work it out. It's on Google. <laughs> and then, the Dead Room. This yeah, one looks good. This one is written by Mark Gatiss. And it's about a guy who goes to record... Uh, he goes to record a radio programme that he always does every year or something. Uh, and then... Or something? I don't know. And then, it, it, and then it's, like, it. haunted. It's haunted. <laughs> what is uh, the episode. The, the sound booth. The booth. Is that what That's why it's called the dead room. What's that one that we watched where they're in a recording studio? In a recording studio. Yeah, and then and then there's like a. It was an old hospital. And they go into yeah, the uh, basement. Reverb chamber. Reverb. That's what it's called. <laughs> that's the name of the film. Reverb. <laughs> so I think it's similar. similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, last but not least. The Christmas Misadventures of Ramesh Ranganathan. Thursday the 20th of Deck, 9pm, BBC Two. 
comedian and TV presenter Ramesh Ranganathan is travelling the furthest he's ever travelled outside of his cosy comfort zone as he heads to one of the coldest and most hostile environments on Earth, the Canadian Arctic. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the series? Uh, no. No. It was good. I am friends with Chris Cotton. He directed it, so I probably wouldn't have watched it. If it wasn't for... Had I not known Chris had done it. But I very much enjoyed it. Is he an auteur? Hmm? (laughs) Is he good at what he does? He's good at, yes. (laughs) He's a good director. Ramesh Ranganathan is quite a likeable chap. Yeah. I like him. I like him as well. Good set of chaps. Can I say another fact about the Muppet Christmas Carol that I've just remembered? Why not? Can you fit it in? Let's close the podcast with this. Is that a factoid or just an opinion piece? No, it's a factoid. Go on. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yes. Which, if you cast your mind back, is a little floaty ghost girl yep. who says, hold my hand and we can fly. Yeah, or you can creepy. fly or something. That is voiced by Nancy from Hollyoaks. I kid you not. That's what's on her IMDb. Why were you looking at Nancy from Hollyoaks' IMDb? <laughs> because of that reason. But you... Wait. So you knew it <laughs> previously? Somebody told me. Right. On that bombshell. Merry Christmas! The end? Yep. Hey, you just listen to some people speak about some stuff they've seen on TV. So tune into the next episode.